high in the heavens, yeah. low in the streets, yeah. above the clouds, yeah. soul in the beats, lost in the sunshine, where we should meet, yes. good vibration, rise and release, high in the heavens, yeah. low in the streets, yeah. above the clouds, yeah. soul in the beats, lost in the sunshine, where we should meet, yes. good vibration, rise and release. Peace and blessings, bright and luminous ones, it's Tamira and I'm back with another Soul Flow episode for Get Your Tip Together. So if this is your first time listening, 100th time listening, second time listening, thank you so much for tuning in to the platform and a call to action to everyone listening to please rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. This helps to grow the platform and to share the platform with others. And a big thank you to people that have already done that and continue to share the work on this platform with friends and family members and people in their community. It's really greatly appreciated and it's amazing to see how much the platform is growing and 2019 is going to be amazing. It has already started off uh, with a bit of a bang. So with that being said, I wanted to announce a couple of things before we drop into the Soul Flow episode. The first thing that I want to announce is that there is an intensive for ancestral healing work coming up in Decatur in June. And that's the end of the month. It's the 28th through the 30th, I believe. And I'll have a link to all this in the bio. But I'll be helping to support that particular three-day intensive. And I'm really excited to bring that work home to Decatur and hoping to see some of my amazing uh, friends from high school show up and connect with them through Ancestor Healing Work. So yeah, that is coming. And like I said, the link will be in the description. And also... A little bit more of a vague thing. I have been super busy recording lots of goodies and contents and discussions that are in the wings. And yeah, some really big, beautiful things are going to be released and are going to be happening very soon. And so I'm really excited about that and want people to stay tuned. And yeah, know that there's a lot of beautiful things on the horizon for 2019. And I hope your year is starting out with a lot of spaciousness and ease. It feels good to share all that. So I want to go ahead and change gears now and really transition into the soul flow portion of the podcast. A lot of people have been holding questions as to wanting to understand a little bit better about the ancestral healing work that I'm doing. And I wanted to speak to that a little bit today and also let people know that coming up, I'm going to have a more in-depth free online teaching surrounding that. It'll be an introduction uh, into ancestral healing work. And I'm not sure what platform I'm going to do it on quite yet, but that is literally happening within the next couple of weeks. And I'll have some promotions and just everything will be flagged on Instagram and Facebook for people who want to tune into that teaching and it'll be going out in the newsletter. So if you want to sign up and know when that's happening, visit my website, www.tamiracassette.com and sign up for the newsletter. So I wanted to touch on the ancestral healing work and just speak a little bit about what the work is focused on. And one of the ways that I enjoy talking about the work is through the metaphor of a village. And the metaphor hinges on the proverb that we've all heard at some point in our lives, that it takes a village to raise a child. And I love this because this message is so very true. And for me, the ancestor healing work has really held 
an invitation, a really potent invitation to assess and be willing to expand what my understanding of the village is, to be able to stretch that definition of the village beyond the people that I can see in my life, to stretch it wide so that I'm in a space of remembering the value of the quiet people in the village, the people whose faces I only see in my face, the people who move in the bend of my knees and the stretching of my muscles, the peoples whose stories are etched into the marrow of my bones and their songs are swirling in the chambers of my heart. It's a means of practicing and coming into remembrance for connecting with the wise and well-loving ancestors that are woven into our village or our support system that we have. And oftentimes, uh, we don't have a framework for working with the unseen and the unknown. And so this work is really about stretching the village, the definition and the understanding of the village, far beyond those that we have been taught to see and far beyond those that we have a framework of relating to so that we're encompassing those unseen, wise, and loving ancestors that are connected to all of these wonderful and beautiful, amazing powers that are supporting our lives here. And as I've engaged in the work, I've seen that a large foundation of our villages that support us, you know, our family, our friends, a large part of that village that's a support system, uh, the foundation has been laid by those that have preceded me in life, meaning my ancestors, those that are tethered to me, even though they're not physically here, through the web of life, those who have been braided into my life path through the threads of, yes, blood and bone, but also sacrifice and love and joy and struggle and destiny. And so for me, this work really has been a practice of remembering the village and all the members of the village and the importance of all the members in the village and really allowing myself to learn how to be in relationship to the invisible forces and beings in the village that are helping me to weave and wear the cloth of my own destiny. And I know when I speak of destiny, that's oftentimes a really loaded topic because there's so much mystery surrounding uh, one's own destiny. But I can say for myself that being in relationship to my well ancestors has taught me and continues to teach me how to more fully inhabit the cloth of my unique destiny and also how to see that I am only a thread in the destiny of the overall lineage, the lineages that I'm a part of. And it's been really humbling in that respect to know that I'm just a tiny piece within the destiny of my lineages and also that the destiny of my lineages are a tiny piece within the destiny of all humankind. And so it's really been this lesson of decentering myself and knowing that I'm uh, a part of a larger collective and a larger whole. And for me, the ancestral work has been this really beautiful invitation of learning how to be and study of my well ancestors and the people that came before me to help me to be in alignment with my own destiny, which is in alignment with the destiny of the lineage, which is in alignment with the destiny of humankind and the powers that are supporting my life here. So it's been really beautiful in that respect to see how all of these pieces fit together and come together as we do this ancestral healing work. 
So I do want to touch on a few of the core assumptions that the work relies on because this is really the framework for building the relationship with the ancestors. So the first one is that there is some sort of consciousness after you drop your body, after your body dies, the spirit continues onward. There's some sort of consciousness uh, happening. The second one is, is that just like the living, all of the dead are not equally well. And that means just because you die, that doesn't make you kind and loving and wise. Just like just because you are coming into the earth and have an incarnate form doesn't make you kind and loving and wise. And so there's a level of discernment that we have to have when we engage in the ancestral healing work. And a piece of that is knowing that everybody is literally not an ancestor, even if they've preceded you in life. And in this framework, the title of an ancestor is reserved for those that are well and that have been fully seated and ancestralized. So the third assumption that this work relies on is that the living and the dead can communicate with one another. And we see that quite often uh, in life. Sometimes it comes through as synchronicities. Sometimes it comes through as a knowing or a hearing. People have different gifts uh, that they connect with the spirit world with. And so there is the understanding in the work that the dead and the living do communicate with one another. There's another understanding that the living and the dead have an impact on one another. So oftentimes what is happening and the spiritual realm and in the realm of the incarnate, the living, are mirrored between the two. And the final one is that the dead can change and they do so relatively quickly. And oftentimes it's a lot quicker for the dead to change because they're not tethered to a body. They're not tethered to the experience uh, or experiences that they've had with other living beings. And so it takes a little bit less to ancestralize them and upgrade the quality um, of their energy and get them healed up than it would a living person working through a healing process for themselves because they're not tethered to the body and experiences uh, that they've had in the body. So those are some of the core assumptions that the work relies on. And if any of those feel good for you and ring true for you, I would highly encourage you to Sign up for the newsletter and attend the free intro talk that I'm going to do because I'm going to talk a bit more about the ancestral healing work and how impactful it is and what a big difference it's made in my life and why I'm in this work and encouraging other folks to engage in it. As always, thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to connecting with you all very soon. And until we meet again, may you all have health in the body and peace in the mind. Mm-hmm.